0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline. He joins us at this time every Friday and also on Mondays as well. He is Eric Baranchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette, PackersNews.com. What's up, Eric? How are you? Radio Joe, what's shaking? Not much, man. Happy Friday. It's uh, Another week has just flown by here. I don't know about you, but um, Packers and Lions coming up on Sunday. Let's just start with the defense, because for me, I'm not fully sold yet on a lot of these guys, but I'm encouraged by what I've seen from guys like Rashawn Gary and Darnell Savage and Kingsley Kiki. Um, let's start with Rashawn Gary. What has been the most impressive thing you have seen from Gary so far this season?
2: His ability to play the run. Um, I, I really like that. He doesn't get out of position an awful lot. He stays square to line of scrimmage, hunkers down. He doesn't get, uh, um, doesn't run up field. If you, if you watch Preston Smith a little bit, in especially in the run game, he just kind of runs out of field and, uh, and then it, really like about Gary is his, his pass rush for an outside edge rusher is you know average probably and maybe a, a shade under, but it's improving from from last season. Uh, but but his ability to maintain the edge and and not let running backs just have their way and run it, have multiple different uh, options to run the football. So that, that's been, for me, has been the part that I've really, really liked about him.
1: Yeah, and you know, Kingsley Kiki's another guy that, you know, we've been talking about it all year. Can you find a consistent guy up front next to Kenny Clark that can make a difference? Really love what Kingsley Kiki was doing last week. Had a couple of sacks. What has stood out with Kingsley Kiki that you like?
2: It's quickness. He's it's quick off the ball. He's got good hands. Uh, his hand placement you know in the pro game is is so crucial uh, because you 're facing guys that are especially when you 're first coming out of, out of college you know, you 're facing guys that have been in the weight room for another four or five years and know what they 're doing strong angry individuals um, so I, you know i I really like his hand placement and i his his quickness and his ability to keep his feet moving on contact I really think is uh, what sets him apart a little bit. He definitely has to uh, to, to work on uh, his ability to react to blocks. But uh, initial point of attack stuff, you don't see him getting driven off the ball. You know, guys like like, like uh, Adams, you know, you see him getting uh, on occasion, he's three, four yards downfield or on his back. You know, so so you don't see that with Kiki. And, and I really like the way uh, – I, I liked him last year too, Radio Joe. I thought, you know, that he had some promise to his game. Now he gets a little bit high sometimes and, and gives up some leverage, but – uh, all those things are, are certainly he's improved upon this year, um, and I, 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 you know the one thing I think they're missing quite honestly, is they're missing a big, big man on that on that D line you know, guy that you can put in on first down, second down, third and short, just a, a big, big man, three hundred twenty five three fifty, get in there and try to root him out and, and, and that will free up uh, Kenny Clark and that'll free up the inside linebackers to kind of slide around a little bit at least in a scheme that I like, you know, more than probably what they're doing right now, but that's uh, just me.
1: Well, I mean, they, they didn't they bring in that Anthony Rush. I mean, wasn't isn't he like just just a mountain of a man? I think he weighs like like 330 or something crazy. I just don't know. 360. This guy weighs 360. I but again, I just how long can it take for a guy like that to be able to be familiar with Pettin's defense and then be able to put him in action? Because, I mean, that's the kind of guy you just said there, Eric. I just don't know when this guy's going to be able to see action because who knows if he's going to be ready or not.
2: Well, I mean, listen, you play a, a zero or a one technique, there's not a whole lot of scheme there, okay? You're just, right. you're just you know, you're right. You're, you're just snotting up somebody's nose in front of you. That's that's really it. Um it seems like these guys, like like Patton, might have gotten a little bit uh, ugly with some of the, the the way that they're calling some of the defenses, and they, you know they're asked. You know, I was famous all week. You heard about Z Smith, you know, sitting down saying, "Hey, you gotta, you gotta dumb this down for us a little bit. We gotta make it a little bit more simple." Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, it's always going to take you a little bit of time to kind of get in the system. And uh, anybody who thought he was going to get on the field last week, I. I don't think that's that's uh, was feasible. I really, you know, whether or not he's ever going to get on the field, I don't know. But to me, that's you know, I, I'm just that's just me. I, I think if they're going to be in their nickel, they need to have two big monsters in there. If you remember, like the Bears had Trailer and um, uh, that other big, uh, big uh, Washington in yeah. there, Ted Washington. Yeah, you know, that's the kind of D line if that I think. Is is where they need to be if they're going to continue to play nickel as much as they do, um, but, but you know, just stopping the run. I can't. I I I I'm a two linebacker guy. I always have been, and I always will be. I have a hard time when they got a linebacker and a safety lined up in the box, or linebacker and two safeties. I mean, it, to me, that you're not going to win many opportunities that way. And, and Patton keeps going to the well there. Um, and I, you know, I, I think if their defense is going to stop the run, Hey, we're going to get a pretty good look at it next weekend. Uh, when they see Tennessee, they're going to be able to shut that team down with one linebacker and a safety in the box. I just, I don't see how that works. And I really like Kamal Harris. I think he's playing fantastic. He plays aggressive. He's downhill. He flashes around. I mean, that's the kind of linebacker play that they haven't had here in a long time. And, um, I don't understand why they don't want to have, you know, two linebackers on the field all the time.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you 100%. Like, I, I should be rolling with Kirksey and Kamal Martin all the time. I mean, that's just – that's what I would do. I'm I'm with you 100% on that, Eric. So, I mean, if you're scheming for this game defensively, I, Patton, who knows what he's going to do against Detroit. But the, the game plan is trying to make sure Matthew Stafford is not, not being able to have his way in the pocket. But you also have to be able to respect if DeAndre Swift plays in this game. You got to respect him, and believe it or not, you got to show a little respect to Adrian Peterson. So, I mean, if it were you, Eric, how are you going to scheme this one?
2: Oh, great question. Uh, you know, you got to play nickel because if they're going to be an eleven personnel, um, you got to you got to do it. And I'm okay, that's perfectly fine. But I I think they got to keep you know two back when they do their nickel. It's got to be their, their their heavy nickel with two linebackers on the field um, and just you know, palm the heck out of out of Peterson. And then, you know, you know, a lot of people don't realize this, but the Stafford's a heck of a quarterback. And if you stand back there in coverage all the time and rush four and don't get any pressure on him, I think he can hurt you really bad. Um, so, again, you know, when it comes to that, if they're not getting home with their four that they like, you know, you saw it early last week, Patton um, started sending safeties. And, I, I, I you know, that was – not last year, but the year before, if you remember, that's how they got a lot of pressure was sending safeties, sending uh, uh, cornerbacks. You know Jay, that was kind of where Junior Alexander kind of broke his teeth a little bit. Yeah. They had him on the uh, on the slot guy, and then they blitz him. You know what? So I really think that they're going to have to do things like that because the the, there's the down four or your four guys, they're just not getting home. So why try it? You know, you know, all the time. So. On certain spots, they're going to have to blitz a cornerback. They're going to have to blitz a safety. They're going to have to do some of those things. I really like Savage. Uh, you know, you know, Green had a great job, had a great time last week. with a couple of blitzes and a sack. You know, so there's they're going to have to do some of those things to get Stafford at least to move because he's not a he's not a version or uh, uh, he will throw one up for you. So you got to have the opportunity to do it, but you got to get him off his foot. You know, you got to, if you keep him on a spot, he is definitely going to pick you apart.
1: Well, and the other area that I want to talk about, too, with Eric Baranchuk of the Green Bay Press-Gazette is special teams, because special teams, uh, that was a reason why the Eagles got back into that game last week, and really, that should never have happened. That game should have been done you know, at some point in the third quarter, and instead, special teams had some gaffes. What do you think needs to change dramatically with special teams going forward?
2: Uh, Sit that punter down. And tell him he's got to hit his spots. Okay. I'm not that punt return. You you can say, everybody, the layperson who doesn't get it, you know, they're going to tell you, oh, bad coverage, BS. The punter missed his spot. There is no, the ball was um, lined up on the far hash from the Packers sideline. So as you're watching it on TV, the far hash to the top. And that's where the ball went. And if you look at the coverage, The gunner to the left side or closest to you on the TV screen, he was coming down the hash marks and the outside gunner or furthest one away from you was coming up the sidelines. That means that ball was supposed to be around the numbers or the numbers to the sideline. And the ball ended up on the hash away from all the coverage. All the coverage was away from it. it. There was no chance there. And, and that is the deal. It's like, you have to hit your, hit your spots. People don't realize how important that is. You can't cover 53 and a half yards when you're, in a, when you're punting. You, you always are going to pick a spot. Generally, it's going to be between the numbers and the sidelines where you want that ball to go, uh, depending on your return guy. But that's where you're going to want it to go so that you can converge on them and you can take that 53 and a half yards, con- you know, constrict it down to 15 yards, and make that guy try to get through there. And that's tough. But, but not when you float the ball out you know, the opposite direction of where all your coverage is. So that's the big thing. The other thing is, hopefully, uh, to me, it's, it's odd that we've got
1: two missed extra points
2: with Mason Crosby, so... Um, you know, hopefully you just say, hey, dude, get it out of your system now because come January you can't do that.
1: Well, you are in a dome this week, so hopefully the elements shouldn't play a part in it, and hopefully Mason Crosby gets the job done. And, you know, with J.K. Scott, you know, I mean, that's some that's some great points there about Scott. And, look, I, I don't want the Packers to be in a situation where they're going to have to find another punter. I hope this is just something that Shaw can correct with him, make that adjustment, and they'll be better off. We will keep an eye on that. I could ask you about the offense, Eric, but the offense, there's really nothing to complain about right now, so we will leave it at that. You can check out Eric Baranchek. He does a weekly column every week with Pete Doherty at PackersNews.com. Some really good breakdown of what he sees on the film. Eric, we always appreciate it. Should be a good game on Sunday. We will talk to you again on Monday.
2: Thanks a lot for having me on. I enjoyed it, and I hope you have a great, relaxing weekend, and Talk Monday.
1: Yep, you as well, my friend. Thank you. That's Eric Baranchek. You can follow him on Twitter as well. At Eric Baranchek1. B A R Here, get your pencils out. B-A-R-A-N-C-Z-Y-K-1. That is where he is on Twitter. And usually he'll post like his big keys of the game beforehand and stuff. A lot of good breakdown from Eric Baranchek. He joined us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now.